does Google's I.O. event further the gap between Google's machine learning and the competitions? Jaden and I share our experience with Android 12's open beta, and do you actually own your Apple product? All of this and more on today's video broadcasted episode yeah. of Jaden and Laramie Talk Tech. My name is Laramie. And I'm Jaden. And welcome. And uh, I did my hair. <laughs> Not really. I just took a shower. It was that time of the month. So <laughs> we're trying something a little different. Um, hopefully, as long as everything goes well with this recording, um, we will post this on YouTube. And yeah. So you can watch it. And Add a new platform. Yeah. Right? You know, trying yeah. to get that monetization eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, we'll see we, how it goes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fun. I already have this set up for my uh, streaming and stuff like that. So we figured why not yeah. actually be able to uh, show you guys our face. And uh, I'll be curious, for those of you who don't actually know us, I wonder what you'll think about our faces, because yeah. technically they they don't know what we look like. Yeah, they don't know what we look like, unless you, like, stalk us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, Which, that is a With our names, it wouldn't be that hard, but... <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. So, we both have mustaches, yep. um, and Jaden is fairer skinned, I'm a little darker skinned, that's about yep. it. So, so hopefully we look like what we sound like. <laughs> yeah, hopefully or not. Hopefully, maybe. I don't Sometimes know. I feel like I have a little <laughs> bit of a girly voice. Anyway, we have a pretty uh, feature-packed episode today, yeah. especially with uh, Google I/O and the uh, the Apple lawsuit and wrapping up and everything like that. So we're pretty excited um, to jump in. Yeah. So, Jaden, why don't you just go ahead and take us through the, the first? Yeah, so we can start with the Google I.O. recap. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot announced, but also not a lot announced. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, some predictions that everyone were making that they yeah. would announce didn't get announced. Didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people were pretty positive that they would see the Pixel 5a mm -hmm. and then the Pixel Buds A's. Mm -hmm. Like they were like, that's going to happen at IO and it did not happen. Yeah. Um, and then they also just, it was more of a showcase. I feel like they're sort of making IO more of a showcase for their software mm -hmm. and what they're working on rather than announcing a bunch of new software features. Yeah. Um, they did definitely announce some software features and things that are actually coming. But really, I mean, most of it was, hey, this is this really cool concept that we are working on. <laughs> yeah. Which, <laughs> and creepy. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just like it was a bunch of proof of concepts and a really, I mean, really cool. We, yeah. we jokingly in our notes, we have a Google I.O. recap and underneath that in subtext, <laughs> hashtag Google Goosebumps. Yeah. This, this entire segment is just going to be our Google Goosebumps um, segment. Pretty much. Um, I mean, the first big one that they showed off was called Lambda. Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I remembered one of them, uh, but Lambda I do not remember. But anyways, Lambda is, um, it's like a language model. I kind of understand what the, uh, the acronym is for, is for, but oh, like gotcha. it's a language model, <sighs> like machine learning framework, yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. So they can put that model onto an object or onto a subject. Yeah. And then that subject you can talk to. Yeah. So the example they gave was Pluto. That was the first one they mm -hmm. gave. So they said, you're talking to Pluto. And <laughs> it was really weird. Yeah. But really, really natural. Yeah. Like the conversation was literally like the conversations that you hear Jarvis have with Tony um, Stark. With Tony Stark. Yeah, that's what was happening. Yeah. It was a natural conversation with a robot. Yeah. Which, I mean, just gets me more upset whenever I ask Google Assistant to do something for me and mm -hmm. he sounds like a robot. Yeah. I want I like, want that. You want that natural yeah. intonation. And there was even like some jokes. Pluto was <laughs> yeah. joking with the person. Yeah. There was play on words and stuff, mm -hmm. um, which they're showing it off because you can just assume this is coming to the Google Assistant. Yeah. Like, this is coming to search. It's coming to their actual products. Uh, well, but they need to, you know, show proof of concept mm -hmm. first. So, And it's interesting, too, because they're starting to silently release some stuff, as we'll get on For to sure. later on in the podcast. But there's, like, you 
there could be just one day where you ask your assistant something and then all of a sudden they're like talking to you. And yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think they might need to announce that <laughs> they one. Might they might need to announce that one because that, that could be, that could be creepy. Yeah. People are like, uh, and then they throw their phone away. <laughs> Being at home by yourself and you ask the assistant something and then the, it responds like a person. Oh, there was one out. time that that actually kind of happened to me where um, Google Assistant has a bad habit of listening to you sometimes whenever you don't mean to. Yeah, right? you say something that's similar yeah. to Google. Yeah. And when you have a baby and you know you you say Goo Goo Gaga a lot, stuff like <laughs> yeah, that, like it picked sure. up a lot when our son Joaquin was first born. And it definitely reacted to one of those goo-goos once. And, like, I didn't know. And I just heard a man's voice. And for a split second, I was like, what the? (laughs) (laughs) Diving for the floor. (laughs) Where's my gun? (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's really cool tech. We know that Google is capable of this. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a huge surprise to me. It was cool to see it in action. For sure. And get a little bit more of a look at it since our first real showing of it with um was it duplex uh for a couple, a years, couple ago. years ago yeah it was 2018 duplex. i think mm-hmm. um and we had it's kind of gone silent since then since it didn't really look like it was well received mm-hmm. um but i think technology has gotten further enough that people it's are out like, there yeah, though it's gonna happen yeah i mean duplex what they showed off two years ago is now in the li- like yeah. live product of google you can have google make mm-hmm. a reservation for you it just doesn't sound nearly as cool as it did in the uh, in the actual presentation. When it calls them, yeah, no, it's it's the one that called me. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the creepy it's one that, that one? called me. Mm. <laughs> cool, we're getting closer. <laughs> Google yeah, goosebumps. When we first said Google goosebumps, that story—if you go back yeah. on some previous episodes—that's mm-hmm. what's calling businesses. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's yeah. uh it's on its way. Um, but so that's Lambda. And then we also have mum. <laughs> mum, um, multi, multi model, I think is what it multi-model? means. Multi model. Multi model. So they can point this at more than just dialogue, more than just speaking. They yeah. can point it at video. They can point it at text search rather than spoken search. Yeah. Um, and they had some really cool examples. Like you could point your camera with Google Lens at a like couple of hiking boots that you have and mm-hmm. you can say are these good enough for a hike of x mountain yeah and they would know <laughs> crazy what you really need for that type of hike and know the season and know the season it was like those look like they can handle mud yeah and it tends to rain on this mountain yeah. that you ask about so elevations are similar except by you yeah know, this difference in elevation and then so. it said oh and also probably bring a raincoat yeah <laughs> crazy <laughs> so stuff. on top of your search it's being proactive and helping you. Which um, I, I in the past, I've forgotten to use Google Lens mm-hmm. because it's just it, it hasn't been really implemented into other phones as deeply. Mm-hmm. But now having a Pixel, I use it pretty frequently. Yeah, because it's built into the camera too. Yeah, so yeah, and my wife, she works for a marketing firm here in Boise, and so I told her about the implementations of Google lens into like shopping and stuff like that. And she was able to start figuring that stuff out immediately at Mm -hmm. her work. And, uh, so, you know, I'm helping out my, my (laughs) wife, she's the money maker, but I help her out with all the tech stuff. There you go. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. And Google lens is super useful. So for those of you, um, Apple nerds, you guys don't really have anything like this, unfortunately. Yeah, there actually isn't. The only thing that would be sort of machine learning on iPhones is when you point a camera at a document, it like automatically yeah. recognizes the document and scans it, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and then QR codes, obviously, that's using sure. some form of machine learning built into the camera. But, but for those of you who don't like have never held a Android phone, a phone for the fear of having your arm fall off. Um, <laughs> Google Lens, you can point your camera at, like, say, one of my lovely guitars up on the wall, mm-hmm. and click and hold on the on the screen. It'll actually start scanning that photo, and it'll present you with what is in that photo. So, and then if it can't find it, it's as close, like a super similar product. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, if it's a unique product that would be kind of hard to find online, 
then it finds similar products that you actually can buy yeah. online, which like is cool. Like, they used an example of seeing a pair of Jordans on the screen that you mm -hmm. wanted. Um, like, during, like, a it was like a basketball game or something like mm -hmm. that. And he just held up his phone. He scanned it and it was able to present him with the shoes where he could buy them. Yeah. He could buy them straight from that, that pain. I mean, that's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That in the patio furniture, which I felt like was a real life application. Yeah. Like you would really use that. Yeah. You'd be at your friend's house mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't really want to ask them where they got the patio <laughs> furniture, but I want this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's really cool. It's cool stuff that, and this is going to be a theme um, that you see in this recap of Google IO yeah. is that these aren't hardware things, which are not as exciting to the general public, but these are lifestyle things that will genuinely impact your It'll life in a helpful. positive way. Yeah, yeah it's a, sure. it's very helpful. I've already started using Google Lens more mm -hmm. this week, just in anticipation for the rollouts of it to be even more useful. Yeah, for sure. Which is super cool. Um, I'm super excited about that, and so is Morgan. I mean, it's their mission statement. They continually, like throughout the presentation, kept mm -hmm. saying it, that they want to be a more helpful Google for everyone. Mm -hmm. That's what they continually keep saying. It's like, that's their new mission statement. It used to be, don't be evil. <laughs> <laughs> so there was some controversy that they were changing it from don't be evil to something different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of splitting hairs um, a little bit. But. but they did want to have like a real mission statement of what they're trying to do. And mm -hmm. that's what they want to do is they want to be more helpful for people. Yeah. So And for everyone. And be accessible. I mean... The post show videos that they had got me misty eyed. Yeah. Not because I'm a dad now. Like, I just <laughs> they like, were just genuinely super like cool. real stories that they were showing off. Yeah. So if you uh, have a chance, just go to their. I think it's their Made by Google YouTube channel. Yeah, because they're trying to show off Pixel. Mm -hmm. um, but just they're calling Pixel real Pixel stories or something like that. Yeah. And they're releasing a few at a time, but they showed most all of them after the keynote, after mm -hmm. the Google I.O. keynote. And they're yeah. pretty cool. In fact, we spoke about this in the last episode about how um, Google, like a Pixel phone was actually able to report that someone had been in an accident. Mm -hmm. And they actually interviewed that guy mm -hmm. in the post. That's one of the videos. stories. Yeah. It's one of the stories. Which is cool. That wasn't even the most impactful story either. Mm -hmm. It was, um, what was the one? There was one that I was just like, I texted you and I was like, okay, well now, it was the now one, I'm crying. It was the dad Oh yeah. who, he is deaf. Um, uh -huh. He has coecular implants. Mm -hmm. So he can kind of hear, he says, but it's hard for him to hear still because um, he is deaf. Mm -hmm. And then um, they showed off him. He was doing like a duo call with his son. He's like, that's really still hard for him to read the lips of his son because yeah. he can't really hear. It's not 3D. Yeah, it's not 3D. Yeah. Um, so then he showed off using live caption on just a normal phone call with yeah. his son. And then in the, he said in the middle of the phone call, his son said, Dad, do you realize that you just called me on the phone for the first time mm -hmm. ever? And the dad realized that he was like, yeah, I've, I've never made a phone call. To yeah. someone because <laughs> I don't know what they're saying on the other end. Um, I mean, super cool. It's just, it's just an example of how Google is using their software and their machine learning to actually impact people's lives. This is, that wasn't a, like a proof of concept. That was like, this, this is something this that you can use right real now. life. Yeah. Um, I use the live captioning whenever mm -hmm. I'm like watching a video and I don't, like my, my son's asleep. I don't want to wake him up. I'll, I'll turn on live captioning. Cause on a pixel, when you click the volume rocker, uh, there's a little button right there to be able to activate yep. live captioning and it's system wide. So it's not just like if there's a video, mm -hmm. it's system wide. It'll Any just... audio that's coming out of that pixel device it will be captioned in real time. Yeah. Um, it's also on Chrome now so like the little media controls up in chrome yeah. there's a little toggle that says live caption on so you can like real time see whatever audio would be coming out or is coming out is captioned yeah i just think that the more that google's able to push this kind of stuff out as scary as alphabet is i mean because they mm -hmm. are a pretty massive company 
Um, that's not in the news very much either. Not as much as like yeah. Apple or anything like that. So they're kind of the silent big brother, but they're huge. But they're making a difference in mm-hmm. in people's lives in this. Even their way. maps changes that they announce, like their small maps changes that they said they're tweaking, trying to save people, or like. Oh, accessibility, um, yeah, like with the wheelchairs. Accessibility and stuff like with that. wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to do some more like uh, route changes so people actually save gas. Mm-hmm. Even though it might take a little bit longer, it does save you gas on that route, which is it's yeah. a huge impact on the planet yeah. <laughs> just think, because of a maps technology. Was it that they were going to do, because they're in certain major cities, they're adding even more detail. Mm-hmm. to the maps and i think that they said that they were already on route for 50 major cities right yeah and so it's i mean this is like it'll be showing like crosswalk sections it'll be showing um lights and yeah. all this different stuff all this information that someone who needs has like special accessibility needs like mm-hmm. someone in a wheelchair would be able to see that oh this isn't a really accessible route for me with my wheelchair to to take Mm -hmm. and so i mean it's just really cool stuff really small stuff that um if you're an apple user you should be jealous and you should push to want those things and you should apple should be pushing for more accessibility in their yeah their products sure which i mean another big thing about the google io event was that um samsung's partnership with them Mm -hmm. which is pretty I mean, it's, it's pretty a huge. Big deal. Yeah. Um, typically, Samsung. I w- I'll say that Samsung doesn't typically play nice with Google. Mm-hmm. Like they always kind of want to do their own thing. They want to consume what Google is offering as far as software, and then put their own flair on it and sell it. Yeah. They don't really want to like sell Google stuff. Yeah. Which I don't think that we're going to see them get off of one UI. I think they'll keep that because mm-hmm. they want to differentiate themselves uh, between the pixel line. But. Um, I do think we're starting to see that tension kind of dissolve a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I remember I texted you, Apple should be scared of this partnership. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. it's, it's... If they're being buddies, yeah, it's a problem for Apple. Yeah. Because, simply because, and we'll talk about this later in the podcast, you're starting to see companies are just getting on Apple's case about their competition stuff. Mm-hmm. That they're not willing to work with other companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that partnership, I think, speaks volumes. And I think it was timed to come out during this whole period of yeah. like uncertainty with Apple. Yeah, maybe on purpose, maybe not. It's yeah. just the, I think the everything with Google is probably on purpose. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> yeah, that's probably um, true. But it's, it's really cool. So, I mean, Tizen and Wear OS are merging. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't, I mean, they were pretty like vague mm-hmm. about what they're just calling exactly They didn't even like rebrand it, but they keep calling it Wear and not Wear OS. Yeah. So I think the actual platform name going forward will just be Wear. Which just why not weird? just call it Wear OS? <laughs> I mean, but I don't know. Some places you might still see it Wear OS, but for at least their public stuff and the Google I.O. keynotes and stuff, it was, it was Wear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. but I mean, I'm excited about that. I yeah. currently I currently sport a um, oh an Active Watch too, mm-hmm. and uh, it's I love it. Um, Tizen's not very supported in this in the sense of third party developers, mm-hmm. um, but I love the the watch. It works really well, and so for a partnership like that to happen, for sure, it's going to bolster Wear OS too, which we know has been kind of a abysmal state yeah it's been in this weird weird limbo spot where there was no hardware but google like had software out there yeah for developers and yeah it's it was in a weird spot so this is really this is a good sign for wear os Mm -hmm. going forward yeah i think so too and then um let's see so yeah i mean chromebooks let you you take that i don't know much about chrome um i mean they just were more bragging than anything, but they were saying that Chromebooks last year took the second place spot for the largest desktop operating system mm-hmm. in the world, which is a huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> they passed Mac OS and they're from what it looks like, they are going to keep growing and close that gap with windows. Yeah. Which is impressive. Yeah. I mean, on a lot of, fr- well, first of all, of, of all, we have to acknowledge that this is during a Google keynote Mm-hmm. which they're always going to, they're always going to brag about their numbers. Yeah. yeah. And so 
you know, however they decided to like frame it, put those Mm -hmm. numbers together or whatever to make it sound like that, whether it's like a hundred percent accurate or 50%. Yeah. Well, it's still, so the sources, I mean, the sources are true. They did over, they overtook Mac OS last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, yeah, they kind of frame it as like Chrome OS is going to keep growing and take overtake windows is like how they want you to think. But Still, Windows is by a significant margin the yeah. most popular operating system. Well, I mean, they've been around for a lot longer, but if you think about how long um, Chromebook has been around, mm-hmm. and I mean, they've been around for a while. 10 years. They had their 10 year anniversary, which is just exciting. A couple months ago. Yeah. But Windows has been around a lot longer, mm-hmm. but for them to be able to get this close already. Yeah, it's a big deal. There, yeah. I mean, it was a perfectly timed operating system, new operating system for schools. Yeah. I think, honestly, education is what has made Chromebooks grow the way they have. So, like, it started in schools, and then now you're starting to see other people outside of education. Either those kids are growing up, and they're used to Chromebooks, so now they're in college, and they're like, I'm just going to use I'll just buy a Chromebook. Yes. Yeah. You can honestly do most mm-hmm. schooling. Unless you're a creative, you know, yeah. on a Chromebook. <laughs> well, and that's the that's the thing too is that so I'm I mean I'm a creative. Jaden's a creative. Sure. Like we we have reasons to need Windows and Mac OS right now. Yeah, exactly. But for a majority, ninety percent of mm-hmm. my family, they do not leave the browser. Yeah, they don't need anything more than a Chromebook, mm-hmm. and for significantly less. Yeah, and Chromebooks run Android apps too, so they, you still have mm-hmm. some Android apps that can fill in some of the gaps that the browser is not. Yeah. So, um, so into our next segment, which it, we're gonna get a little nerdy on you here with ter- like some some stuff with Hiroshi and his. Uh, Oh yeah, smug tweets. Jaden, <laughs> Hiroshi, I know you were you were pretty stoked about this and just thought it was hilarious. Hiroshi so is it over. the best tweeter because <laughs> <laughs> he's like so he's the VP of platform. I might have to be corrected on that, but I'm pretty sure VP of platforms at Google. So he overlooks Android and Chrome OS at just like top level. Mm-hmm. So his superior is the CEO of Google. That's it. Yeah. Um. He likes to tweet these things that are wink, wink, nudge, nudge type of tweets <laughs> constantly, it feels like. Yeah. Um, so his one, he said, this was a fun one to watch as I wrap up the week. This is about Google I.O. Um, a busy one for many Googlers. Thanks for all the interest. Um, folded hands and thanks, Googlers. Um, so he had some emojis in there. Uh, and then what does he say here? So excited about the stuff we announced and in all caps, <laughs> the stuff still up our sleeves, and then in parentheses or in our pockets with the, with the crazy, the crazy tongue and out of mouth uh, yeah. emoji. Yeah. So he's like very much alluding to that. There's literally something on, up his sleeve. Yeah. And in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> that, which you know, like he is proto. He's using prototypes yeah. of like future Google hardware, but he very much is saying there is something up his sleeve, which is a Pixel Watch. Yeah. I mean, you can assume yeah. he's he's wearing a Pixel Watch. Pixel Watch, and then I would think probably, I mean, do you think he's got a Pixel 6? He either has the Pixel 6 5A. Pro. He probably has the 6 Pro you think in so? his pocket. Because he, 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 he's a Surface Duo kind of guy. Yeah. Like, he continually when the surface duo was coming out he was all about it he was like this is the sweetest phone ever which is ironic because he works for google (laughs) but he is like an android leader so an android phone he totally can support um it's probably a six pro in his pocket or a pixel fold yeah which i'm i mean it's just gonna be such a good year for google i hope anyway Mm -hmm. but i i think I want to say it there's going to be a fold. Like but it feels like the stars are aligning for them. Yeah. Maybe not for the fold. That's still kind of an up in the air thing. Yeah. But just around their hardware this year. I would just expect to see a little bit more leaks about a fold if if that were... Maybe the pipeline's the different. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. The way that it's being yeah. built and everything is totally different from other phones. But I mean segue into pixel six i mean there's been more leaks too with mm-hmm. the pixel six and the pixel six pro yeah. specifications coming out and 
like battery sizes. I think I saw like five a five thousand milliamp mm-hmm. hour battery, which is insane for the pro, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're taking cues about like because the Pixel F- the Pixel Five was heralded as like having some of the best battery life mm-hmm. on a phone right now, and people that have the phone love the phone. Yeah. So they know that they got certain things right about that phone. Even though it's a mid-range phone, they nailed the basics. And so they know they have to nail the basics on the next phone. Yeah. No, for sure. The same way. And so big battery, like, like given. Mm-hmm. And then camera system. I mean, that... Yeah, clearly they're upgrading the sensor this year. Yeah. Which, so Prosser's images that he rendered... Uh, showed the triple camera setup, mm-hmm. but then was it? Oh, I can't remember his name. There was another leaker that uh, he leaked another set of images, and they were supposedly on leaks? yeah on leaks on leaks yeah um, that he supposedly got a hold of the CAD files, and mm-hmm. so he released the CAD files. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he or showed Prosser got the same ones or something like that. But yeah, which yeah. and that's uh, so I was texting Jaden earlier. It's so funny the the beef that leakers have with each other and Mm -hmm. they're always trying to like push the other one down and Prosser was so like oh well you know this leak and he has it and it looks a little different than mine but his track record hasn't and he starts going over like Mm -hmm. details of his track record or whatever but the thing that's different about on leaks uh, rendering is that it looks like there might be an anamorphic lens on the Pixel Pro anamorphic or periscope it looks like an anamorphic because it's, it's square. Mm-hmm. And so something that would cool. be completely focused around video. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'd be super cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be sweet. Yeah. Um, because the I'm like the more video I take on my Pixel 5, the more I'm like, that this has mm-hmm. actually gotten really good. Yeah, the rumors are that they are going to focus a lot more on video this generation, yeah. uh, which they need to. I mean, the 12 Pros from last year they are very focused on video yeah all almost their whole feature set was around video yeah um that they added dolby vision and all yeah. of that so which arguably if you can get your video down really well then photography is just going to be right behind mm-hmm. it like which and photography too now on phones is <coughs> so good for yeah. the size of the sensor you yeah. know like are they really that much better between phones like or are they just tastes of phone, like yeah. of looks that yeah. you like? So no, for sure. Um, it's I mean it's some pretty exciting stuff. Uh, that on leaks, their render looked almost exactly like. Yeah, Prosser's. looked almost exactly. The hump was a little bit um, shorter, so it, it didn't stick out quite Which as I much. Hope that's correct. I hope that's correct too. Yeah. Um, they had a chin though. Did you see that? That there was a chin at the bottom of the on leaks. Um, yeah. Render. And there's a possibility that that chin won't actually be there, but in the CAD render, it's just like the screen wasn't fully laid out in the CAD. Yeah. Um, so. Which, I mean, Prosser said that he he was like, no, I can confirm that that's not going to be accurate, which <laughs> is like... Whatever, I mean, if he man. saw the actual phone, there's a good chance that there's not going to yeah. be a chin. I don't think there's going to be a chin. Not with, with what, what they, they did with the Pixel 5. Yeah. yeah. There's like... Symmetrical, everyone talked about how amazing the symmetrical bezels were. Mm-hmm. Why would you and they ignore did, that? They did a lot of work to yeah. make that symmetrical bezel. Yeah, I really don't think that they're... I, I think that the on-leaks just missed missed that a little bit. Sure. Um, but it, it's all setting up to look really cool. Right now, my question is whether or not I should try to sell my Pixel 5 now just because I know I'm going to get the Pixel 6 and so I can get a better price for what six I sell. 6 or 6 now. Pro? That's a good question. Um, I, I love the smaller phone. Though it is sometimes that I wish that I had a bigger phone. Um, but I feel like the times that I wish I had a bigger phone are, or the times that I appreciate that I have a smaller phone are outweighed. No, wait. I'm messing this up in my head. It's it's we're recording this early in the morning rather than later in the <laughs> so I mean that's why I'm still on the first cup right of now. coffee. Um, no, so I, the times that I appreciate having a smaller phone are definitely more than the times that I'm like, oh, I wish I had a bigger screen. Yeah, the, the times for that sure. I wish I had a bigger screen are when I'm playing a big game on my phone. For sure. 
Um, I appreciate the smaller phone. I mean, using the 4A right now, I wouldn't really want to go to a bigger phone yeah. just because it's so comfortable Yeah. with the smaller phone, but I would hate to give up the extra camera features. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing that I'm struggling with right so. now is that if there's going to be like an anamorphic lens and 5,000 milliamp hour battery. Yeah. You'd like hardly ever have to charge your screen, phone. That's like, like two and a half day battery. Yeah. It's so there's, there's a chance that I'll do that. There was actually, and I had this, this could be a good segue into the, the next segment, but mm -hmm. I've been seeing more and more videos coming out of people being like, this phone from 2020 or 2019 is a great deal now. And it's amazing. And uh, I saw one pop up today of the uh, OnePlus seven pro. And for a second, it made me like, oh, I did miss that screen. Like that screen is the one thing that I miss Don't about it. No, phone. I'm not going back. I mean, my mom has it. I'm not taking it away from my mama. Like that's why I sold it to my mom is cause like, yeah. I was like, now I'm not going back. Yeah. The, the bridge has been burned, but, um, that screen having a bigger screen. Mm -hmm. it, it is nice. Sometimes it is nice yeah. just to have. I feel like high refresh rate too, you notice more on the larger screen. Yeah. Like on the smaller screen phones with high refresh rates, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. I mean, you can see it, but yeah, on a larger screen, there's more movement. For sure. Right? So you can actually see that motion a little bit easier. Yeah. And I mean, the, the OnePlus, I would say though that the OnePlus 7 Pro's screen to me personally is better than the Pixel 5's. Uh, it just looks better in yeah. just about any every way. But um, I do think that it's interesting that more of these videos are coming out because I think it's really because Google is getting better at pushing their latest rollouts quicker mm -hmm. and to more phones. And so you have these phones that were from yesteryear, mm -hmm. like... Um, there was a video of the Pixel 4 and how it's a screaming deal right now. Yeah. Because it's like you can buy one right now for 225 pretty easily. Yeah. You can find them it's for 225 It's a good phone. I mean, if it's, you have a wireless charger around you most of the time, yeah, that's a perfectly good phone. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because it's going to be faster than the Pixel uh, 4a. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... It's got a better screen. The face unlock, now that more yeah. people are not wearing masks as much. Yeah. Face unlock's perfect. So it really calls it really calls this perspective into focus that Google is doing a better job of getting their updates out to phones mm -hmm. so that old phones are better for longer. Yeah. Well, and Whitechapel is gonna be a huge deal around that. Like yeah. it's it's going to mean that they could potentially support that phone for six years. Yeah. Yeah. Same as Apple. Which they're gonna <laughs> Which is so if Google stays true to like do no evil, uh, they would push a phone that could last for six years. Um, well yes. I mean they even said in the last like little virtual keynote, the October event for the Pixel five, they said that they're purposefully bringing software features to old phones so people don't feel like they have to buy a new phone. Yeah. I they, mean, that's they great. They said they were like, it's better for the environment to not buy a new phone if you don't need a new phone. Which That's is, like their underlying message that they had. Yeah. And so, a little side tangent here. Did Google say that they've been carbon neutral since like... 2013 they were the first of the major companies like microsoft google apple they yeah. were the first to be carbon neutral i think it's very funny that apple is still like we're we're on track to be carbon mm -hmm. neutral by x date the hardest part for them is their stores yeah because i mean boise town square we have an apple store they can't guarantee where that um electricity is coming from to yeah. run that store so they can buy they can buy like offset energy from renewable resources, but you know, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a wash. No, for it's, sure. It is tough when you have like brick and mortar stores in your branding, in your company. That probably yeah. a good thing why uh, Google doesn't have uh, any brick and mortar stores, but Segway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take it over. <laughs> well, I guess it's good timing. It's a good segue. Um, Google is opening a retail store. <laughs> <laughs>
in uh, New York City, and yeah. it looks really, really cool. It looks yeah. like they're really going to put uh, full their best foot forward on it. It's not going to be a pop up shop. Yeah, it's going to be a permanently open retail store for Google products. Yeah, Google's on track. This is their year. If they really wanted it to be, this could be their year. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, and I agree. I I mean, if you'd have to drag me to New York, I I've never really had a. I've been to New York. You liked I, it? I would go back for the Google store. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And that's about it. <laughs> but my yeah. wife loved New York. Oh, and okay. So my, I know that I'll end up there again. <laughs> yeah. My wife went out there to visit her sister whenever um, her sister used to live out there for college. And she said it was like everything that you saw in the movies. It, it really felt is. like a sardine pack yeah. like, where you're it's all stuck. super, like everything's packed. The subway is very claustrophobic. Yeah. And people are generally not super happy yeah. there. I mean, some people are really <laughs> nice. I I did come across like some really nice people, like Hoda. Hoda. Oh. Okay. We met Hoda when we were in New I York. I didn't know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> and she was super nice, like yeah. just genuinely happy. She asked us like where we're from and stuff and yeah. it was really cool. She was just out on the streets in New York and we said hi. You so. know, it goes to show that you can have different experiences between people. Because Morgan sure. said that she literally saw someone defecating in the subway. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> New York is, it's kind of it's filthy. filthy. It really honest. is. When you come from a place like Idaho, yeah, where there's so much yeah. room, it's clean, and yeah, it's, it is tough I mean, is. to go into a city like that. But I, w- I, I was okay with visiting. I wouldn't want to live there, but. Yeah, no. Uh, Never. Um, <laughs> but I think I think Google's really on track to do some cool things. Um, in fact, I mean, Jade and I have both downloaded the open beta of Android 12. Mm-hmm. And it might be a good opportunity for us to kind of talk about our individual experiences. Yeah. Um, but I personally have had a great experience with it so far. It's been super stable. Me too. I've never, I've never experienced a beta this stable before. Mm-hmm. I've experienced one crash and it wasn't a system crash. It was just like, it took a se- got stuck. Yeah. That's what mine was too. And I just, I've only had one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One. And we've been using it for what? Two weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the, the animations are so consistent across the entire platform. It's crazy too. Cause this is the first public beta release. Mm-hmm. And usually that's the one that you're like, I should probably wait. Mm-hmm. until the next one yeah <laughs> and this one's perfectly stable and i mean so. i i had some ptsd with you know coming from one plus sevens beta beta that was <laughs> awful yeah that was that could have been its own segment of our show for the yeah. the duration of me going through that beta it was it was just awful but i had done my research and i had looked and everyone was like this is crazy yeah like stable. against my better judgment i just went for it yeah yeah <laughs> it's like I can reset my phone. It's not yeah, that big of a deal. But. Luckily, I mean, we're tech enthusiasts, so there's not very many problems that we could run into that we wouldn't know how to sure. fix. But super cool. Love yeah. the aesthetics. Yeah. I I didn't know how I'd feel about everything being huge. Yeah. <laughs> like literally all the buttons being gigantic. But I actually really like it. Yeah. After being with it for a couple weeks. So Well, it kind of like, why have small buttons, right? Mm-hmm. It's especially because... It's just like so much easier to yeah, access all your especially stuff. for the quick settings. Like yeah. getting to the flashlight, it's that much easier to know. That's <laughs> the giant flashlight button yeah. that you're looking for in the dark. And yeah, you're trying to get a flashlight. <laughs> like, it's so funny <laughs> that you mentioned that too, because that's the one thing that I've noticed with the big buttons. That's what I was flashlight. thinking when I was telling you <laughs> is that I set my flashlight to be yeah. like one of the top ones for and sure. So easy to yeah. Reach I mean, it. Wi-Fi and Bluetooth are right there too. Mm-hmm. Just super easy to toggle and get to. Which maybe they're take they're taking a little bit of a a rip out of Apple's textbook, I guess. Sure. Because Apple has big buttons in their control center. Yeah. And they have for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate the way that you get to control center on an iPhone. I I like Google's method of it just being at the top of the notification tray yeah. better. Um, but I do like that they're adopting. I mean, this has been true of Android and iOS for a long time. 
they're just adopting each other's best pieces or the pieces yeah. that they like individually. And so. that's why, I mean, that's why we love innovation. That's why we love competition. That's why we should allow competition. It's yeah. because it just makes both companies better. Mm-hmm. And, you know. It brings the price down on things. I mean, Apple, we've said this before, Apple never would have introduced a $400 phone. Yeah. If Google didn't exist. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I agree completely. And like Apple is finding themselves in a situation where they're burning bridges with partners that they've had for a long time, which leads us segue. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like we shouldn't use segue anymore just because now we did confirm that the owner of Segway died on a Segway. Yeah, it's really, terrible. he fell off a cliff. It's terrible. On his Segway. <laughs> That's horrible. It's sad. Rest in peace, man. Yeah, rest in peace. It's... You know what? We'll just keep saying Segway in honor of him. And anytime that we mm-hmm. say Segway now, we'll just be like, yeah. Love you, man. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah. um, the Apple trial with Epic has Eesh. come to its close. So it's now done. And that last day was particularly rough for yeah. Apple. So the trial was super boring. I yeah. mean, like, if you listen to the Verge, ca- the Verge cast, which is their podcast, <coughs> where they cover, like, everything, yeah. but they were, particularly over the last couple of weeks, they were covering the trial, and they were like, this is a boring trial. <laughs> like, yeah. there's not a lot of fanfare, there's not a lot going on, there's just a lot of epic throwing out facts. Yeah. And you start to understand why they were doing that. It's really smart, because if you follow these trials, these big tech trials... They go to retrial for years yeah. and years. So like this trial that just has started, we won't get a final decision on any of this probably for, I would say, five years. Yeah. At least. Yeah. There won't be like any final, this trial is completely closed from what started in 2021. Oh, yeah. I think we'll for see. For five years. I'll see. I think we'll see ramifications of mm-hmm. this trial. Within probably six months, I think we'll start sure. seeing some. Well, I mean, some the stuff judge happen. will have a decision for sure. Yeah. But Apple, if it doesn't go in Apple's favor, they're going to ask for a retrial. Yeah. And then if it doesn't go in Epic's favor, they're going to ask for a retrial. It's just going to go back and forth. Which we were talking before we started the podcast that really Apple knows that they're in the wrong. I really mm-hmm. do. I really do think that they know that they're in the wrong, but it's not profitable for them to do what's right. And so no, they're just going to keep, all. yeah. So they're just going to keep buying their time. Yeah, That's all I they're going to do. This is, if you listen to Tim Cook and the way he answered some of these things, they truly believe that they're. <laughs> just say it uh, how it is, man. Preach the gospel. It, they truly believe that they own your iPhone that you yeah. bought. Yeah. That every iPhone they've ever sold, they own. Yeah. Um, and then that they can dictate your experience on that phone and whoever wants to sell to you has to go through them and pay them a tax to sell to you on your iPhone. Yeah. Which for those of you that don't know exactly what's going on, um, with the whole Epic and Apple thing. Yeah. We should do a quick recap. Um, so Epic and they were pretty clever with the way they did everything. So Epic owns Fortnite, um, amongst a ton of other games. Possibly the biggest game on the planet right well, now. Well, they re- the they even are trying to rebrand that yeah, it's, it's not, not a, game. a game. It's a it's a, it's a metaverse. social yeah metaverse mm-hmm. a social metaverse. Which people it is. can experience concerts I mean, together. The and, Travis Scott concert yeah. they did in the game. Crazy. That's not a game. Yeah, that's a it's a concert. Yeah, it's a concert. So huge, massive, just money Goliath. Mm-hmm. Epic is. And um, they made a workaround on their store to be able to purchase V-Bucks without having to go through Apple. Yep. Without now, paying the 30% tax yeah, to Apple. Which a 30% tax on something digital is archaic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense no. to, to ask someone to pay you 30%. Um, that was... The thirty percent was rolled over from physical cost of companies, mm-hmm. um, not digital. Yeah, which I mean, some companies like Sony are getting in trouble right now for charging sixty dollars for a brand yeah. new game that's digital. Why? Yeah. It which doesn't make sense. It's also ironic too 
because Apple actually doesn't charge their tax on physical goods sold through apps on the App Store. <laughs> yeah, which is stuff that they that, don't. Because, that kind of s- and they said because they can't guarantee that that person got the physical good. Mm. So that's why they're like, okay, well, we won't mm. charge our tax. Yeah. So think of it like DoorDash, Grubhub, like all that stuff. Those yeah. are physical goods that are being delivered and charged for Yeah. through an app. But Apple doesn't charge the tax on mm-hmm. those. So, um, Epic did this thing where they made the loophole with their store. Uh, Apple was very quick to catch on, mm-hmm. and they removed Fortnite from the App Store. And then but Epic hit him with a lawsuit. Epic was so quick <laughs> with it that you know that this is what they it was planned. on purpose. They planned this, yeah, because they hit them with the lawsuit immediately. I think it was within the day. Yeah, they had the lawyers already ready for the yeah. official lawsuit, like. They did this as a planned, the whole thing, start to finish. Crazy. Yeah. It's smart. Yeah. No, it is. And I mean, Apple probably knew too, Mm -hmm. uh, to an extent, but um, really this whole trial, it's not just Apple versus Epic. No. It's Microsoft. It's um, Netflix. It's Netflix. Spotify. Spotify. It's, um, what's that one game streaming um, service too. There's another game streaming service that's on Apple. They they testified as well. Um, um, I can't remember their name. It's like a black, remember. really minimalistic like look. But yeah, um, it's all of them versus Apple. Mm-hmm. And so this is where Tile. Tile, Tile that testified. One was sad. Like I watched her, like her testifying mm-hmm. about it, and it was sad. Yeah. You could tell that she was like, "Yeah, Apple we've been a partner of Apple." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, I don't think Tile's going to be around for like in the way that they are. No, for... because sadly, people are going to want Google to come out with their mm-hmm. own Apple tag competitor. Yeah. They won't want Tiles. Which uh, the way Google normally does things is like they just buy you out. They have a really good partnership with Tile right now. Yeah, with the Google Assistant, but there is a chance. I mean, they could end up having to buy Tile. Yeah. And so, really, this whole trial, just you have to hand it to Epic. They, I, I really felt like they did their homework, mm-hmm. and they really had some good lawyers. Yeah. The lawyers, I don't remember what trial they did, but the lawyers that um, they hired have won some really, really big lawsuits. Um, that's just what I heard from The Verge and their coverage, which actually the main like editor in chief at the verge, he's an ex lawyer. <laughs> yeah. So he like knows about all this stuff. He covers it really well. So if you want to go more in depth on the trial, definitely check out the verges coverage. Yeah. They've, they've been on top of it. So, and, um, it's just, I really don't think that the outcome is going to be completely favorable for Apple. I think it'll be more favorable for Epic and the, their, I agree. Aficionados, <laughs> especially because the last day it was boring trial, which, tangent we were on a huge tangent there but yeah it was boring trial until the last day when the judge grilled tim cook yeah like people everyone was in shock pretty much i mean like epic asked a couple questions to tim and they weren't like very deep or controversial questions yeah and then the judge (laughs) just went off on tim and you could tell that he was on his heels the whole time yeah he was answering like the way that a CEO should. I mean, he's obviously really, really good at his job. Yeah, but he's eloquent. He's eloquent, but he clearly was not ready for the judge to just grill into him. And Which, if you're ju- if the judge yeah. is doing that, yeah, you know that the judge looked at all of the facts and is like, "I'm not going to let you off that easy." Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. I mean, some of the answers that Tim gave were just flat out. He says that's the way we do it. Yeah, I, and it's just like that uh, to me again. That just shows that they know that they're eventually going to lose mm-hmm. this because um, it's just it's not the right way to do competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just going to buy their time as long as they can. I I agree with you. I think that the verdict is going to come against Apple, and then they're just going to yeah, apply for it's a retrial. Just, it's going to be back and forth, back and forth. Which yeah, the Google versus Oracle trial. Went on for like 10 years. Yeah. This could be the same thing. Yeah. There will be consequences though earlier than that 10 yeah, years. For but, sure. 
yeah, I mean, we that we might not hear the end of this until 2030. <laughs> yeah, so. which I, I encourage you, if this is all kind of like interesting to you and you want to know more, um, The Verge did a really good recap video. It's mm-hmm. only 15 minutes long rather than having to listen like two hour yeah, long podcast. Yeah, I mean, they did a two-part podcast, so yeah, but you'd be listening for a while. There's a good recap on Verge's channel, uh, so go check that out because yep. it, was, it was really interesting. And it really kind of shines some light on Apple's philosophy of, and I like how you put it, you don't actually own your Apple product. No. Apple still You're believes they it. own it. Yeah. yeah. You leased it. You're leasing it. So you can't do anything to it. It's kind of like renting a house. Mm-hmm. You might want to change the paint on your walls, but you can't do that if unless lands- you ask them. If the landlord says no, they said no. You're not going to do yeah, it. So exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, so that's looking rough for them. Um, I do want to... I, I forgot something about Google I.O. that I, I feel like we should touch on too. Mm-hmm. Is like some of the shopping stuff that they're doing like with uh, with Shopify and the partnerships yeah, that they're doing with cool. them um, is another thing that they're doing. Google is with their, with their shopping products, mm-hmm. just like the ability to shop on their YouTube platform. Yeah. YouTube. I'm super excited for the YouTube shopping integration. Yeah. Cause I don't like going to Amazon from like every like review or whatever yeah. on a YouTube video. Because I don't want to give Amazon the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would rather um, give it to, uh, to Alphabet. <laughs> yeah, that or Shopify. Like yeah, I would rather exactly. support Shopify over mm-hmm. Amazon. So yeah. it's really it's yeah, really cool how they're cool. implementing that stuff and just the framework that they're doing to make it easier for marketing agencies and uh, shops to be able to get their stuff listed in front of people, Mm -hmm. um, especially on Google shopping page is really cool. Yeah. Um, I never used Google shopping tab on Google search. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Until recently. It started, it got better just in the last, I would say probably year or six months or so. It's been a better interface. It used to like just be a link to the website's yeah. page for that product. Yeah. But, but now, now it's like integrated. Now cool. it's some like you can do some shopping without ever leaving really that, mm-hmm. that section without leaving Google's pages. So there's a lot of, but it's really still cool a Shopify. There. Usually it's yeah. usually a Shopify account yeah. that you're buying from but again cool. it's google making partnerships with mm-hmm. these companies that are pretty big i mean shopify yeah. is a pretty big fish uh, pretty big <laughs> <laughs> you Shopify's know huge. yeah um yeah i mean it's super interesting to see google say that we don't want to make another amazon we want to help shopify make another amazon yeah which is that's good Competition's good yeah and so. and google knows this and i feel like they're just capitalizing on all the controversy around uh, Apple and they're being like, oh, we'll play nice with Samsung. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll play nice with Shopify. Shopify. <laughs> like they're they're really showing that they're like, no, we're for competition. Because mm-hmm. I really I really feel like it's a good way to do it because you build up these partnerships. I mean, you know, corporate greed eventually comes into play, but uh, they're much less likely to throw a lawsuit at you. Yeah, because Google is not the one making the money. Yeah, Shopify is the one making the money. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately yeah. Google just takes maybe a small percentage off of that eyeball that they helped someone get. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, um, there is honestly so much on uh, Google I/O that we we couldn't even cover. Yeah, in in this like what what's that one called Project Starline? Super cool. Uh, we can skim over it pretty quick. It's yeah. probably my favorite one, even though the like language stuff is really cool. But Project Starline, go sick. watch the video for it. It's yeah. super, super cool. Um, in essence, it's like a holographic 3D video call yeah. that they were able to figure out. Yeah. It's like a real-time Zoom meeting or a Google Meet video call, but it's in 3D. Like You are looking at a three-dimensional hologram of the person you're talking to. Yeah. Which it's, is awesome. So when I first watched it, it looked so good that I, I didn't understand what it was. Yeah. Like the first time you watch it, you feel like these like, oh, they're two doing people a video are just call? in the same room. Oh yeah. Or that. <laughs> just like, oh, they're just hanging out. Like what? Yeah. Um, to me, I was just like, oh, it's just a, it's just a video call. But then to see that 
The parallax. They'd move and the parallax and that you could see that they were a 3D representation mm-hmm. of that person. The one that really threw me for a loop was the gal that was holding her baby. Mm-hmm. That is able to understand that it's yeah. two people. I mean, go check that out. It's, yeah. it's It creates a 3D map of mm-hmm. whatever's in front of the camera and then in real time translates that back over to a three-dimensional display. Yeah. Project Starline. Cool. Just go watch it. It's not it's not available to the public yet. Like no. it's it was definitely a proof of concept. They're using it in Google offices, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. So like Google employees could talk to another Google employee in some other country on the other side of the world in real time in yeah. a meeting. It's, it's cool. I mean again, <laughs> just like stuff that's really gonna impact your life. Yeah. Um in some pretty cool, surprising yeah. ways. And you can imagine that's just like a booth that you pay. Mm-hmm. to to go into if you want to have like a face-to-face meeting with someone yeah so well and then like you think about like how many corporate offices are going to want to sure bring that into their infrastructure mm-hmm. and how they do things especially with so many more jobs becoming remote yeah. like it just it makes so much sense I, they're just they're positioning themselves like mm-hmm. you can really see that google is positioning themselves um in a great way mm-hmm. and they want to be helpful yeah. They don't necessarily want to sell billions and billions of devices. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't want to sell them my soul, but like, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm inclined to believe them a bit. Yeah. Like, that they're really doing some really cool things. Um, so definitely go check that out. It's medical stuff too, which we don't have time to talk about, but I mean, they had a oh lot my gosh, of like, yeah. medical innovations. Well, with no, we should learn. talk about the mammography thing though. Yeah. Yeah. We That's can. nuts. Uh huh. Like, so again, this, this whole Google IO thing was really just like a showcase of their machine learning mm-hmm. and how they just destroy their competition with machine they're, learning. They're years ahead. Like this, the gap that was Siri and Google assistant is just destroyed now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just on another level. So their machine learning is really, really, really good. And they're starting to implement it and partner with different medical companies. And right now, with mammographies and like breast cancer and everything like that, that's a really, I mean, it's a scary experience to go in, especially if it's hereditary, because it is something that Mm -hmm. like passes through generations. And to go in, get your mammography, and then have to wait sometimes weeks. I think they said like the average is two weeks. Yeah. Because there's just so many tests mm-hmm. that the experts have to look through. Yeah, and the experts have to sit there and they have to look through the x-rays and they know what to look for, but it's a trained person. Mm-hmm. And to have to go through all of those is insane. So Google uses their machine learning to learn what to look for in these mm-hmm. x-rays, these mammography exams. And they're able to produce results, I think, was it at the same appointment? Yeah, it's almost instant. Yeah. I think they said maybe it was like an hour or something like that after, like, that it gets fed through and everything. But, yeah, I mean, like, to be able to have that result instantly, and then they said they're using it for the first round review. Mm -hmm. So, normally, if they see something that they're like, I don't know, maybe we should have another test done, they're using that machine learning portion to do that. Yeah. So, it's catching the first round and saying, hey, something looks weird about this one. So then they can instantly get that person, not two weeks later, Yeah. instantly get that person in for another round of tests, Yeah. which is a huge deal. I yeah. mean, that's real, that can be life and death for some yeah. people. That's real world yep. changes there mm-hmm. and really cool to see. And the other thing about machine learning is it only gets better. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just the start of it. Yeah. Yep. So if it takes, you know, a couple of days or whatever to get your results now with this machine learning it'll be just quicker and quicker Mm -hmm. the more information that you feed it. And that's what's, I mean, you know, joking aside with, you know, the rise of the robot apocalypse and, (laughs) you know, we won't be able to whatever, um, to make this thing smarter, to make machine learning smarter. Yeah. That's a real world impact. Yeah. It really is. Machine learning. I thought it was super cool. Yeah, it is super cool. And finally we're starting to see Google produce some really good looking videos like those, yeah. the videos revolving all of this. Mm-hmm. Are, Did you know the whole thing was actually live? Really? Oh, that's crazy. Because I listened to MKBHD's 
I think it was MKBHD, but his podcast, Waveform, and he asked that he did an interview with Sundar Pichai. Yeah. And he asked him, he said, was that thing like really live? Was IO really live? And he said, yeah, it was really live. And I was nervous the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Like, yeah. That's crazy. I mean. Yeah. The whole thing know, is really live. They're, they're not as flashy, but I actually like that. I liked the the setting yeah. of IO. It was like just super chill, the big screen in the background. Aside from them wearing masks so, outside. Yeah, it was kind of weird. And she's like, whatever. But, but And they were in lawn chairs and socially distanced. Yeah. And you're like. <laughs> so much. But hey, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Be safe. You can do what you want to do. But yeah. um, I'm really, I was really impressed. I was super excited about mm-hmm. all this stuff. Uh, again, Verge. Uh, has a recap video mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, and they do a super cut. Yeah. They always do a super cut of these events, which is super cool. Check it out. If you're in marketing, if you're in tech and in, in whatever, it's really honestly something that you want to look out for. Mm-hmm. Um, because Morgan said that all of her marketing buddies were like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. She's like, we need to start implementing this stuff now. Like oh, some yeah. of these tools are available right now and it's only going to make life better for our clients and mm-hmm. get their numbers up. And uh, so Morgan actually listens to our podcast now to keep up on stuff yeah. like that because it, it really is making making a That's difference. Awesome. And I could see how someone, especially like my wife, who likes tech but not that much, could appreciate a podcast like this because mm-hmm. we're, we're putting together all of the stuff so yeah. you don't have to the- search it shameful hours of time that we oh my gosh spend yeah. staying up to date on this stuff you only have to spend one hour of time exactly it's, <laughs> and we'll I catch mean, you up and a really quick i do want to say that um Jaden, you have to talk about this. i have to talk you about have it. to talk i wasn't about gonna this. let us stop without talking no about you it. have to talk about this you talk about it uh <laughs> every episode it's your it's your fuchsia i love segment. it i yeah fuchsia is my my favorite um Take it away, man. Fuchsia is in the wild. I mean, like, it is out there right now. (laughs) There's no fireworks. (laughs) There's no fanfare. Like, Google released Fuchsia on the first generation Nest Hub, which you and I actually have them. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't noticed a difference of you. I don't think it's updated yet. Okay. So they said this could take months on the rollout. They're being very, very, very careful. Yeah, which they should be for a full operating system change on a live device in the wild. They should take their time on the rollout. Yeah. Um, But they are releasing Fuchsia on that device, which is, like we said, the first device would very likely be an Internet of Things device. Mm -hmm. Um, Clearly, they want people to not notice it because they didn't do an announcement. They didn't actually like do a blog post. It was someone on Twitter, on the Fuchsia team, sent out a tweet. That's it. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's available now. And then the full news cycle's like, yeah. what? Wait, what? <laughs> and then they confirmed it. Like, Google officially PR confirmed it. But they didn't do a blog post. Yeah. They didn't do any big fanfare or anything. It was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, we're sending Fuchsia out on this device. We're going to take our time. And hopefully no one notices. <laughs> All marketing. That's all it marketing. It is 100% on purpose. It's like, look at how seamless this transition is going to yeah. be. They, yeah, they planned it so well. So the Nest Hub, that whole interface was built with Flutter, which we've talked about in previous episodes. The whole interface was built in Flutter because they knew they were going to swap out Cast OS or the Cast platform, yeah. which is based on Linux. They were going to swap that out with Fuchsia. And Fuchsia uses Flutter natively. Yeah. 100%. So like Flutter works on Fuchsia from mm-hmm. the start. So they just can swap the operating system. No one will notice. Yeah. It'll look exactly the same. It'll hopefully behave exactly the same. Maybe be a little bit faster. Yeah. Because certain things are more efficient with sure. Fuchsia. But the idea is they are releasing an operating system and they hope no one notices. Yep. It's going to be easier for developers to use. It's just, sure. I mean, it's going to open up the ecosystem even more yeah. to, for people to be able to dink around with. No, I mean, this is a huge deal because we haven't had a new, like truly new operating system. Chrome OS doesn't count because it's yeah. based on Linux. We haven't had something that's 
built from the ground up in a long, long time. Like yep. The 90s and 80s. That paired with Whitechapel, like in yeah. everything that Google's pushing out, it's looking like it's going to be a pretty stellar year. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, we're going to have to call that a wrap. That's yeah. a, that's, we don't want to eat up more of your day. <laughs> um, so this, this episode should be releasing on Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. So uh, happy Memorial Day. And we hope that you're enjoying your time with your families and uh, hopefully you're spending some time with your family. And um, hopefully if everything goes well, which things in like with tech and audio and <laughs> AV knows. stuff never normally yeah. like works on the first go. But if it all works well, this will be up on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. So it'll be our first video. I mean, you know, hopefully one day my office will look a little bit more tech YouTubery, but whatever <laughs> for now. Have a backdrop. Um, yeah, have a backdrop, <laughs> you know, except for these beautiful guitars. Whatever, don't judge me. And then an empty chair. Empty Maybe chair. you guys saw it move, saw a yeah. ghost or something. <laughs> well, uh, our host will be, have to sit right there <laughs> yeah. anytime. Or like a, we have Just like Just awkwardly a far away with exactly. a wireless mic. <laughs> but um, this is fun. We hope that this gives us an opportunity to kind of interact with you guys even more. Yeah. Um, let you get to know the faces behind the voices. And um, I'm yeah, I'm excited about it. We've, yeah. We're still having so much fun with this podcast. This is episode 11. Thank you guys for tuning we'll, in with us. We'll keep plugging away. Yep. Uh, Jaden, <laughs> any... Fuchsia's been released. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, share this with a friend if you think that this could be beneficial for somebody. Or just, I mean, I think we're two fun guys to listen to and hang out with. Yeah. And we hope you feel the same way. So tune in next week and we'll see you then. Peace.